You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. James Hamtrist Crick, both in studio uh, with us here today. Uh, one quick thing I want to I, I wanna mention. Uh, we've had our fun with Tristan Thompson, but he is a former king. His mother passed away unexpectedly. Uh, so, you know, we, we tell our, our TT jokes, uh, but we'll send our love to Tristan Thompson. That is just an unimaginable thing that he is going through, uh, right now. So, uh, you know, Kings fans, you know, send them, send them some love as I've seen that come across my timeline, uh, a couple of times. Um, we've been talking a lot and Trist, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this too, as I know you've been watching the Kings pretty closely there's a microscope it feels like James on the Kings bench right now and their rotations and it's guys are in guys are out they're they're playing and then they're not like we we noted the last time the Kings and the Lakers played to me as Kata was five for five to me as Kata didn't even in, not even playing anymore we 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 tracked back to the Chicago game when um uh Chemezi Metu he went five for five and then every subsequent game, his minutes started to drop before he was out of the rotation. What, what is Mike looking for? What he's not looking for is someone who can score. I, I mean, in all honesty. Well, he's got a whole bench who's un- <laughs> incapable of scoring right now. I mean, at, at, the, at the five position, okay. at the back of five. So that back of five position, he's been very clear. Like, he wants someone who plays defense. He wants someone that will rebound. He wants someone that will set screens. And he wants somebody that is not going to go out and pick up three fouls in two minutes. Defend without fouling. And put you in in foul trouble, like either at the end of the quarter or at the beginning of a quarter, and then you know you pick up two or three quick fouls, and which is what Kate has done quite a few times. Uh, well, I, I'd say quite a few. Probably two of the four times he's played, he's got three fouls and like no it's time half. at all. That's 50% of the time yeah. he plays. So he wants him to rebound, and that's been a huge issue. And they all take turns like failing. They, they get to a certain point, and I think scoring 10 points for Keita, and the same thing I'll say about Ch- Chimazi Metu, the second he scored 10 points, it was like, uh, it's like when a, when a dude hits a home run in slow-pitch softball, you might as well kick him off your team then. He's worthless from then on. All, he, do, all he does is fly out for the next five years, and <laughs> like that's what happens in slow-pitch softball. You got dudes who hit home runs all the time. And then you got that dude on your team who hits one home run, and then it it ruins him forever. He just wants to hit home run. That's what it feels like with these with the bigs. They score five points. They score ten points. All of a sudden, they start to feel themselves, and then they stop doing everything else, and it just becomes a disaster. And I'll say, unfortunately for Mike Brown, it's not just the center position. What's happening at the center position is impacting the other guys because once you pull one of those things out and they start to fail, then it makes it really hard for Malik Monk to get loose or even De'Aaron Fox to run with that second group when your center's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And we're watching this second unit completely collapse over the last, I don't know, three or four games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been two games that I know they didn't score in double figures, and that's just unacceptable. Hammy, hey, I what happened to uh, our guy, Rashawn Holmes? I used to love him, like maybe two years ago. He was the number one roller pick a role in the NBA. We talked about this maybe last year when I would come on with you guys. He has declined to the point where he is unwatchable, unplayable, unusable. Why? Um, well, first of all, the Kings don't run pick and rolls. Yep. Uh, secondly, they no longer have Tyrese Halliburton, who is one of the best pick and roll passers that you're ever going to run into. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he's doing in Indiana. Uh, he, he just is killing everybody in the pick and roll. That's what he does. They don't have a natural pick and roll guy. And then they're they're asking their bigs to do a lot more. They're uh, they're supposed to be like screen setters and basically bumpers on the outside. Uh, Sabonis is a guy they're running the ball through the whole time. But when it comes to Holmes, like he still wants to roll to the basket. 
He doesn't set the screen. He more gets in the way than sets the screen. And it's just not what they're trying to do. And so it's a problem. And uh, I think when he's not scoring, he's a guy that instantly starts to like struggle a little bit and, and lose his focus. And he loses focus on the defensive end. He loses focus as a rebounder. Uh, there was a point where, I mean, Rashawn Holmes averaged 1.6 blocks per game like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, where is that? Because when we talk about him and what the Kings need, it's they need an active rim protecting rebounder uh, that, you know, and, and you're you're looking at it, you're like, I'm describing Rashawn Holmes from two years <laughs> ago. He's just not the same guy. He got poked in the eye a couple of times. One of them was horrific where he had to have like stitches in his eyeball uh, last year. He got COVID. He had the off the court stuff. It really just kind of like knocked the wind out of him. And like I still see him. I saw him like maybe 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago and and said hello. And, you know, he's still cordial. He's still like he seems like the same guy. He's just not the same player on the court. And it's hurting. It's hurting the team because he's a guy that if they would have known this is who he was now, they would have tried to move much harder during the offseason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw that the Memphis game was really, I guess, illuminating. Because, I, man, Sabonis was getting absolutely eaten up by Steven Adams. Mm. Like, Steven Adams, somebody that size, somebody that can do those things, obviously not him particularly, feels like somebody like that may be like a backup five for different matchups for the Kings. Like, is there any possibility there's somebody out there like that for, for the Kings to go after at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, with Steven Adams in particular, um, I, I think that's – Sabonis had just come back from the broken thumb. Like, he, it was really new. And it's one thing to try... It, like, again, you're going up against whoever for the Lakers tonight at center. It doesn't really matter. They can't hang with Sabonis at all. He doesn't need his hands to push around these guys. He can just p- drop a shoulder and get to the rim with no problems. You can't do that against Steven Adams. You need, like, every single thing that you can possibly throw at the guy. And the fact is, Sabonis can only throw one hand at him. Mm. And... He needed his teammates to step up and help him with Adams, and it never happened. And so at some point, I mean, Sabonis still had 14 rebounds in that game. He was really good. It was the fourth quarter where, like, the ball just seemed to find Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, and he's a great rebounder, and he's a big, like, thick dude who can just shove everyone around. But I just think that, like, that was one game where Sabonis just couldn't use his hand. And it's very seldom that you see that. I think Steven Adams is probably the only guy in the league that I would put in the same ballpark as far strength as Sabonis. Yeah. And if if you can't push, if you can't, you know, it's like a boxer. You can't go into a boxing match with one hand. Mm-hmm. This is not going to work out for you. And that's what I felt was the biggest issue. You know, James, um, going or going to or going back or staying with the bench, Mike Brown's done a phenomenal job this year. He's done a phenomenal job. One of the questions I have about what's going on right now is it feels like in the first 15 games of the season, he was empowering that bench. He was, we got 10, 11 guys that can go. And we, we going to go. Like, we're going to get – and I know he's a defensive guy, but we all kind of marveled at it, right? Like, oh, he's a defensive guy, but, man, him and Jay Triano, they got this offense buzzing. We talked about that clip that KD had on his podcast when he was like, yo, they got Metsu you got to worry about. Terrence Davis hit us for 31. Like, there's so much on offense. Like, we don't know what to do. It felt like Mike Brown was empowering the bench. Now it seems like he's kind of sucking the life out of some of these guys when you talk about Terrence Davis not being able to be part of the rotation. I know, you know, some people feel whatever about Metsu, but I thought he was I thought he was part of what was going on in a positive way yeah. earlier in the season. And now he can't get off the bench. And you have the comments from Mike Brown when he's like, you know, I'm looking for this. I need this and this and this and that. And it just seems like he has Terrence Davis and KZ be defensive player of the game one game and not play the next. He's got these guys on edge. Mm. as opposed to empowering them and letting them maybe play through some of the mistakes and, and still get a feel for the game. Do you see the same thing with what he's gone, what's going on with this bench right now? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, it, before that, to answer Trista's question before, um, I keep saying it, I think the Kings should go trade for Mason Plumley as the backup center because I think he does everything that they need, plus he also knows Triana's system, plus he knows how to pass. Um, but to get to what your question is, um, like, look, 
guys fade in and out throughout the season. They have their moments. But the one thing we also know is the fun, crazy, up-tempo style that we saw in the first, I don't know, three, four weeks of the season, other teams around the league are able to adjust. And they're able to take some of the things away. And the problem is that when you take something away from Sabonis, he can counter because that's how good of a player he is. When you take something away from Fox, he'll counter. Herder will find a way to get open. Some of these other guys, first of all, they're playing out of what their their comfort zone was anyways. Mm-hmm. Chemezi Metu is not a passing big man. He's not a guy who sets a great screen either. Um, and so when you start to take things away, they start going back to what they're comfortable with. And that's not what the coaching staff wants. So I was actually I was talking to someone about the telecast to earlier today, and they're like, "Yeah, we haven't really seen those moments where Mike Brown is is coaching on the court like during a timeout." And it's like, "Well, because Terrence Davis isn't playing, and he was always yelling at Terrence on the court." <laughs> court, like there comes a point where, as a coach, you got to go with guys that number one are adjusting properly, that are giving you a chance to win, and start relying heavier and heavier on some people. The one game that Malik Monk blew up, 33 points, right? You remember who was coaching that game? Jordy. 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 Okay, well, every game since, Malik's back to playing 18, 19, 20, 21 minutes a game. Like, there's something that happened in that game where he was clearly, like what you're saying, empowered by somebody to go do something. Um, But not everyone steps up every game, and that's what we keep running into. We keep running into this problem that we got a bunch of guys who have never been this good for the needed to be this good for this long, mm-hmm. like Herder, like Monk, where you know they've always been part of something, but they haven't been such a big part of something. And it's hard to sustain that, it's hard to understand how to make an adjustment as a player and to be that player for 82 games or whatever it might be for you. So, a lot of guys just cooking, just know how to cook, know how to get their own shot, know how to just be kind of singular, yeah. or they have certain skill sets and then that well, doesn't really fit into the scheme. Well, the other thing that, that I was saying, and you're right about that. But Terrence Davis, like my, my, where I'm, you know, looking at is Terrence Davis, Metsu, and Casey Akpala. And them not consistently or at all being part of the rotation. And you talk about like Mike Brown always had to talk to Terrence because Terrence was in the wrong spot. I get that. And I get how that can be frustrating. But what you're doing isn't really lighting the world on fire either. So why not go back to, what and I'm not saying they're going to win seven in a row, all the, you know, but why not go back to hey, I got to get Terrence in there, I got to find a way. This is coaching, I got to find a way to get the most out of Terrence. Is he going to give me what I want every single time? Probably not. But what I'm doing right now, where I've got an eight man rotation and we're uh averaging like 20 points a game max from the bench, that and I've got to play these starters 40 minutes a night, like that's not working. So I got to find a way to get the most out of Terrence Davis and Metsu. Not playing them isn't really helping us right now. Yeah, but you can only play so many guys. And I'll even say, like, I know, what's your line? Today's price, <laughs> yesterday's not, price yeah, is not, not today's, today's price. price. Yeah. Okay, well, that, it kind of goes the same way. Like, a player who was good two weeks ago might not be good now in your system. Mm. It, and that's up to them. It's up to them to buy in and fully stay locked in on what they're supposed to do. And then to make the adjustments that the other players, that the opponent is doing. And I'll bring up Trey Lyles. I think Trey Lyles, the last five or six games, has been superb. And you know why? Because he's hitting the glass. And he saw the same thing that all of us did when Steven Adams took them to the woodshed. And you're just like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. And he's taken a, a mental approach to say, I have got to be a guy who goes and gets rebounds. And so not only did that translate to him getting more minutes at the four, all of a sudden he's starting to play the backup five role as well. And it's not because he's a a lockdown center. It's because he's going and doing something, one of those things that Mike Brown has asked him to do. He's making the adjustments on the court that are necessary. And some of these other guys aren't. And we talked about it all the way from the beginning of the season there's going to be maybe a nine-man rotation, and that ninth man is going to go from one player to the next, from one game to the next. Sometimes it is Casey Akpala who gets those minutes. Sometimes it is Terrence Davis. But when Trey Lyles is rolling and he's playing really well, you got to feed the guy who's actually listening and doing the things, making the adjustments, and and you know sort of promote that and promote that like this is we're asking you guys to do specific things. This guy figured it out. Go do what he's doing. 
And for a long time, I thought Shemezi Metu had kind of figured that out. But I also feel like he lost his way a little bit. And it's hard for someone to, like, once they lose their way and you're out of the rotation, like, getting back in isn't easy. You're you're dealing with three or four other guys that are all clamoring for that same spot in the nine-man rotation. Well, but isn't that kind of like what Mike Brown is supposed to be doing, too, is trying to figure out a way to motivate each player individually and find out what but- buttons push them or whoever his you know, the the lieutenants on the staff are to work with these players individually to know what gets them going and, you know, what tunes them out. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But at the same time, like, what are the Kings? Are they 7 and 8 over the last 15 games? Mm-hmm. They're actually really, if you look at the schedule and you saw you, at the beginning of the season, you looked at that stretch of games, you go, oh, 7 and 8? No way. There's no way they'd go 7 and 8. And now you're looking at them going, okay. Like seven and eight, they they had some battles. They had two games where they they messed up and they let teams get by them, but they rebounded. And they they went three and three on the trip. They went three and three at home, even after two really bad losses. You know they battled Denver uh, on a back to back and came away with one of the wins. They've got two wins against the Utah Jazz, which is not only huge for you, but it also stymies one of your competition and like shoves them down in the you know, break it up category. So I, I think they have done a really good job. And now you look at this section of, of the schedule. It's like seven or eight games against all sub-500 teams. I want to see what they look like at the end of this stretch before I really want to say how do they look in this, you know, in that 15-game stretch. Because I, I think it's part of the same conversation. You got to the ebbs and flows of the schedule, the schedule and injuries and all that stuff. You're holding on for dear life most of the time. And you're just hoping that you know you can motivate eight or nine guys to do the right things each and every game. And when a guy you put a guy out there and he doesn't get it or he's not focused or he's not doing exactly what you want, get him out. And that's what Mike Brown's done. I think his adjustments on the fly it doesn't feel good to some of these players, but it, it's necessary. Like there, there hasn't been a game where I thought, huh, I wonder why he did that. Every single time I go, okay, I saw Namias K to drop four rebounds. And I saw Rashawn Holmes come in, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense to me. I watched Rashawn Holmes look like he was totally lost on a basketball court, and Chemezi Metu took his spot, and I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know that that's what I would have done, but it's certainly something had to be done. Even the Alex Len start, that was the right play. Like, you're going up against a two-time reigning MVP you don't stick Namias Keda, a two-way player, out there and say, all right, big boy, go ahead and try to stop that guy. Like, you're asking for six fouls in eight minutes. That's what you're asking for. And it's not just that he's out of the game. It's that now you got to deal with the six fouls that you picked right. up and how many times are they going to be at the free throw line because of those six fouls. And so, like, I don't think that they've really missed all that much this season. I think Mike Brown's done a good job, but sometimes you guys miss shots. Sometimes a guy goes crazy and scores a bunch of points or sometimes a guy goes crazy and gets a bunch of rebounds. Those things happen. Yeah. So that you think the play of those second unit players, is that on them or on Mike Brown? Well, look, I mean, in a perfect world. And uh, maybe that's not fair. Maybe it's on them or on the coaching staff. I'll say this in a perfect world, you got better players to play those minutes. Hmm. You got two guys or three guys that, do exactly what you need. So right now, Mike Brown is out there whittling a, a square peg and trying to make it fit into a round hole all the time. So, so, but you say that like we know we you you and I even think one time Mike was definitive in what he wanted from the secondary bigs. Yeah, but like Terrence Davis, what does he want from Terrence? Well, the problem that you have with Terrence is that. They went out and got Malik Monk, and they went out and got Kevin Herter, and you have Davion Mitchell, and then, oh, by the way, you got a 35-minute-a-game guy in in, uh, De'Aaron Fox. I mean, that's the problem. And there are some nights where you can can go small with Terrence at the three, but the problem that this team has is very clear, is that they don't have that, that four that can block shots, that can rebound, that can do the dirty work that makes it easier to play a guy like Terrence. That's the problem. You know, it's like you can't mix, you know, we always do the the Batman, the original Batman, don't don't mix the shampoo and the and the uh and the deodorant, you know, or, or you'll it'll die. kill you. Yeah, it'll yeah. kill you. Yeah. So um but that's the problem. Like 
Trey Lyles and Terrence Davis are two guys that really, I don't know, they can play together. And you have these players that, if you look around, they're, they aren't natural fits together, and they're missing. You know, again, if you had Jaron Jackson Jr. on this team, like, everything falls into place. If you had Laurie Markkinen on this team, everything falls into place, and you can make a bunch of other moves at the three at, that, you know, to gamble with a guy like Terrence or, you know, whatever it might be. It's just dropped like, 49. Oh, my God. 49 freaking points. I thought he just did that yeah. stuff against the Kings. Lori Bird. 49. Tell you that yeah. boy, dude Lori is on Bird a tear right now. Yeah, did, we they get, did they get Markinen? Is there any way that they could trade for him? Yeah, we've talked about this, and, like, it really does depend, number one, if Utah is going gonna, is gonna to sell. But I'm going to keep saying that it's very possible that Utah does sell because Danny Ainge is a guy who likes to have the mystique of Danny Ainge as much as anything else. And the fact that he was able to get, what, two or three first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell and then could take the other piece that he got from that trade and turn that into another two or three first-round picks, all of a sudden he looks like a genius who went out and got 11 first-round picks for two guys. And that's something that I think he would listen to. And um, if I'm the Kings, it's probably going to cost you one of two things. Um, Well, maybe one of three things. You'd probably have to negotiate with Atlanta and take protections off your pick for Kevin Herter. And so you would have more range in your pick. So you might be able to give up a 2023 20, and a 2027 20, if Atlanta would take a 2025 20, pick. So I, I think it would take two first round picks or it would take Keegan Murray and something else. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But like we say, ooh, but he's a 25 year old guy who's under contract for two and a half seasons yeah. who. Who's averaging twenty-three and a half points? I think I would. Twenty-three oh. and eight, and he's. And not I only think that, I would. He's a perfect fit. He's, he's a, per- a perfect fit. He's a next, perfect next fit. Next to Sabonis, he's yeah. a perfect fit. The only the only hesitation that oh, I would God. have is Laurie Margaret has an injury history, and he he hasn't been injured this year, but this is like the first time he hasn't been injured. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Like the the player, I think we're starting to see him become a little bit more like is Michael Porter Jr., mm-hmm. right? He's just this, like, rangy, crazy, like, you do all this stuff. He doesn't have that kind of injury history. No, he don't have it like that. No, no. But, I mean, I mean skill, to me, at least, skill was never the issue with Laurie Marketing. I, I loved him at Arizona. He just wasn't able to stay on the floor. And when you talk about when you talk about trading Harrison Barnes or Rashawn Holmes, that's one thing. When you talk about trading Keegan Murray Ooh. for somebody with – Sketchy and I keep telling you guys, I'm not promoting that, no, that no, the Kings not, go trade yeah. Keegan Murray. I'm but just telling you that what it's, it's going to take. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. not what it sounds like to me, <laughs> Hammer. Uh, okay, so somebody in the chat said that they that somebody like Clint Capella might be a fit. What do you think about that scenario? No, because Clint is a, a natural pick and roll guy. Like, is he a bigger version of Rashawn Holmes? Sure, but the Kings don't run that offense. He's not a and, fit right. for Mike Brown. Right. Yeah, he's not, and he's not a fit for Jay Triano's system. Um, you know, I, I, I don't even really know who the perfect fit is, but even I'll say this, even if you got Laurie Market in, you still need that set. You still need Mason Plumley. Yes. And so that's where like, it, it's kind of, if you look at the way that the Golden State Warriors are, are built with, uh, with Draymond and Looney, like you need something you need similar Looney. to Looney, yeah. but you also need that player to be able to pass because, that's just not lo- what Looney does. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need a strong man like that. And that's where I, I really do think that a guy like Mason Plumley fits because he does have the passing element. And he does know Jay Triano's offense. Um, and a- again, I don't think he, he's on an expiring deal. He's 32 years old. What's it going to cost you? A second round pick and a couple of expiring contracts. And you land a guy who really could change not only your your offense, but also he's a really good defensive player. He can hold his own. He can go get you rebounds in a pinch. He's kind of like a guy who he knows his role. And, and when I say, like, you got to get a better player, uh, that doesn't mean that Chemezi Metu can't be a good NBA player or, or you know, Trey Lyles or uh, Terrence Davis or any of those guys. But Mason Plumley is defined in who and what he is. If he's in your eight- or nine-man rotation – he stays there, and you know exactly what you're getting from him each and every night. These other guys, you still don't know what you're getting each and every night, and it's really hard for Mike Brown to like expect, you know, Casey Akpala to come in and give him honest minutes when he he talked about this today at practice. Like, how many minutes has Casey Akpala played in his career? Like he and how many of those minutes were were real minutes, not scrub time minutes? That 
we don't have a sample size for him. And so it's hard to put your faith and your trust in somebody and leave them out there when they don't have a track record for doing it, especially when you're already doing that with Keegan Murray because he's your young guy who you're putting all your faith in and you're bringing one guy along um, and allowing him to make some mistakes like getting beat in crunch time. Um, but you can't have multiple guys like that so, that are making mistakes. Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. And especially when that's your problem. Like you can't guard anybody. What's the alternative? Not put him out there and still keep getting beat on the perimeter? Because the guys that he is playing, they're not they're not getting the job done in that respect. It'd be one thing if like like you didn't want to wear down uh, Harrison Barnes and he's a lockdown on the on the perimeter and he's keeping guys out of the middle, but I have to play this guy 42 because he's the only one that can do it. No, I'm not shading Harrison, but they're not doing it either. So like, what's the alternative? You just keep on not having it get done or you say, hey, let me take a chance with KZ here. Or, I know this isn't the best fit, but let me take a chance with, with TD right here for you know three, four games and see if we can improve in that area. What if I told you that as someone who's watched the Sacramento Kings for as many years as it you that you have and as many years as I've covered them, that we are so preconditioned to watching players who aren't good enough to be on the floor, we're so conditioned because the Kings don't have five or six guys that are good enough to be out there for 40 minutes a game. And so we're so used to somebody who realistically isn't good enough to help a team win 30 games. Mm. And so you're like, well, just give him a shot because, you know, we've seen it so many times. Like how, you know. Let's like, just try it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for like the year before I started covering this team, John Brockman, like he played serious minutes for this team. That's My crazy. first year, Pooh Jetter played minutes for this tween team. <laughs> Antoine Wright, Luther Head. Uh, wow. Darnell Jackson. This is Darnell Jones? Uh, this is a hell of a list. <laughs> like it, it's uh, Dante Green. Um, you know, like I could keep going. Like there are so many players from that team. Luther Head sounds like a Vince McMahon creation, not a former <laughs> seven, Sacramento team. Seven players were no longer character. on the roster, right? Seven players were no on the, longer on uh, were no longer in the NBA a year later. A year later, okay. So the team we talked about, the Monty McNair's first team, mm-hmm. how many guys are not in the NBA from a his first roster? Them. And we're yeah. talking Whiteside. So some some of them he signed. Yeah, uh, well, Whiteside and Glenn Hassan Robinson, yeah. right? Uh, but Justin Jackson, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Justin James, uh, who is the other guy, the the crazy leaper who is on a two-way oh, now? Daquan Jeffries, um, Kyle Guy, uh, Nemanja Bialica is no longer in the league, mm-hmm. Jabari Parker. So what I'm saying well, but is Bialica that... Bialica chose that path, He he At way. 34, he chose he, that path. He chose that path. But my point is that are we <laughs> so conditioned as people who have watched this team forever that... We're so used to these guys who are fringe NBA players, and we're saying, just go ahead and give them a shot. It's like, that's not the goal this year. The goal this year is to snap a 16-year playoff drought, and that requires really good players because you're not just fighting against 15 other teams in the Western Conference. You're fighting against 16 years of of absolute drag that's pulling you back in every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. And and so it's tough, but like I hope these guys figure it out, but... This, that's not what this year is about for the Kings. Two things. Number one, uh, we've got tickets to Uriah Faber's Night of Champions uh, on January 13th at Hard Rock Live. Call the number three right now, 916. <laughs> is that a is that a wrestling? 1320. Uh, MMA. MMA. Yeah. Uh, Uriah Faber's Night of Champions. Uh, January 13th, Hard Rock Live. Again, call the number three right now, uh, 916-909-1320. <laughs> What are you children doing over Chatty there? House got us laughing. Yeah, Chatty House. Dave uh, Garcia got us laughing. Uh, Sorry. 209 Dave Garcia. <laughs> Two, uh, we have to let James go. Uh, James has uh, coach uh, dad duties uh, to attend yeah. to today, so our time is going to be uh, a little bit shorter. But, James, we appreciate you. Uh, as always, we'll come back. Trist is going nowhere. We'll wrap this week Zero up play. here on uh, Sacramento Sports Leaders, Steve and KC on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Hey, what you know about that? Trista, what you know about that? Oh, she got the this face, too. Come on, man. Let's go. Come on, Pacific Northwest. We loved Bay Area rap. They do, yeah. That's not my job. I know about uh, Portland, but I know Seattle loves uh, Bay Area rap. Oh, my God. Love it. Yeah, they go hard for the Bay Area rap. I had a red Honda Civic, (laughs) and I would ghost ride the whip out of that. Did you really? Yeah, I was. Oh, that was the dumbest thing. thing. That was the dumbest thing we ever did. Craziest thing. I remember one time I was in Oakland. Uh, This was like fairly recently. And I was just going through. I was trying to get to the freeway to go back to Sacramento. And I was going through. I made a couple turns. I had to run. I had to go through Oakland to get to 580. And I made a couple turns here and there. And I made a wrong turn. And it was right in the middle of a sideshow. Oh, <laughs> How am I getting out of here? How am I getting and out? And what happened? I got out. I like backed up and er, it, ski, yeah, er. I got up out of there. Got to. Yeah. We so got no real into the weed, weeds with the Kings. We got su- I know more. That's what we do. Wow, it was That's great. What we do. I mean, like with that team, we can we can just be, get in there. Just yeah. dig in, just diagnose. Deep tissue massage it's with, like, with the Sacramento it's like Kings. Like operation in there. What is that massage called? Uh Shiatsu. That's it. Yep. That's it. I need a massage. I heard people throw up, Jesse, when they get it. That's what he said. What the heck? Wait, what are you talking no, about? No, Sounds I terrible. Don't see? I don't see? want that one. You see that? I threw, look at it. I'm so, I'm, I, I threw an office reference at my guy, and he, and he missed it. I'm in the zone right That's now. All right. Right That's all right. That's all right. Jesse's zone. in there working. You, you a big office yeah. fan? I'm a little bit of an office fan. I don't have, like, I've never been somebody who can remember quotes oh, or lines or anything. It's if, just not. If I'm working or just sometimes I just need something familiar in the background. And I, like if the office is on it. Really? It on. Yeah. I'm better with music. If oh, no, that same thing. Same, I could do. I could do music. If too. a TV show that I care about even a little bit is on. It's like TikTok. I'm just I'm just there. Even if you've no, seen you it a million yes, times. Yes, I'm just there. I've, I've oh, now I've now just stopped doing everything that I'm supposed to do. No, I love having familiar background noise. Yeah. I, I watch like Big West basketball. For the background noise. Well, that's familiar background noise for you, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Because you the, and the parents, I, I'm, I am the same way. If a show is on, I'm not, even if I don't know the show, I'm telling you, when SVU's on in the background, boy, good luck getting me to do anything for the next six hours with, that <laughs> with was, the six straight hours. That of was SVU me and my grandma. Do. We would, I would just go to her house. I would stay on her couch. We'd watch about fifteen straight episodes SVU. <laughs> wow. Boy, they be playing them things back Bum, 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 bum. It's yeah. not the most cheerful way to spend your day either. No, like, it's not. No, they uh, have some upsetting episodes. Yeah. And Very. SVU it's... was the, the heinous female crimes. Like, SVU yeah. was the, the rape is, crimes. It is very upsetting, the, the storyline. I just don't want to spend my whole day watching that. That's, no, that's it's fair. Harsh. That's fair. And they never well, have, like, it's never like a cheery conclusion. Never. It's just, that's the end. And yeah, move it's on just over. The like, day. the hour's up. Sorry, pal. They're like, well, what does this mean the for amount the of, of the future? The amount of it, of those shows I've seen that didn't even have like a conclusion. No, just no, the show ended. No, and it wasn't even a, like a happy conclusion. It just ended. No, I told you they come off and at the end. Well, what does this mean for the next girl? And then that's it. It means like, she's probably going to get got too. That's what it probably means. What do you do? Like when you're you're, you're obviously you, I'm sure you do a ton of work. You drown yourself in your work. What? But what else do you do? Like what else do you do for? Fun. What do you do when you're not working? 
don't have a lot gambling. of fun, guys. I don't have a lot of fun. I ride my bike like outside. That's like one of the main things I like, like a to bicycle? do. Like a bicycle? There's okay. a really great, this sounds like so boring and lame. There's this so this, this great path that goes up in the forest of Maryland. It's probably like 13 or 14 miles. So that's Jeez. like a two hour. You to do that you know, there and back, 25, 30 mile bike ride. That's like probably two, two and a half, three hours. That's a nice little Sunday you afternoon You just kind of get thing. lost in the, in the yep. ride. I play music on mm. the bike. I have like a speaker, a Bose speaker that I put on the head, like that's on a, the that's handlebars. A, that's a great area. I, I used to, there's a path that runs along the Potomac uh, yep. from Virginia into the Rock city Creek that I used Park, to run. Yep. Rock Creek Park is there. And then Capitol Crescent Trail is there. Really mm-hmm. nice. So I'll do that. Try to work out. Walk my dog. Maybe go to like some comedy shows. We sound or... exactly the same. Well, until you got to the comedy shows. That's I'll do that I, every I now do and then. You don't go to a comedy very, show? Not anymore. Very uh, low key. Very low key. And I, I mean, six, seven day a week, you're just trying to recover. I'm lucky if I do my laundry like twice a week. We um or cook. I I said that you know we might get or cook <laughs> or cook. I said I, said, I see you, you got... have like bottled juices. You know, like you have to have stuff on hand, like kind bars, juice. Yeah, I'm just I I I I, I just do juice during the because I don't like eating during the show. I really really don't like eating during the show. So I just I, how I long is this show? It's four, it's four hours. Four hours. Oh, you guys are just like me. Four hours is a long show. It's a long show. It's a it long is. show. Yeah. But you guys at least get to kind of talk about whatever. We have to do lines. Well, that's props. That's, that's yeah. a lot. Bet no one, it all. The, the, the truth be. The, you know, Tell us a, about the Citadel. No, yeah. I mean, untold secret is like all these people. No one is paying a lick of attention to what we do. That's we good. Just, we just come in here and, and, and do our show. Danny used to like kind of stay on top of what we. And then he stopped. And then Danny left. And like ain't nobody bothering us. Mm-mm. We just coming in here. We we know what we've got to talk. We we know, yo, we've got to talk about the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Got to talk about the 49ers. Because if there's a major story, we've got to talk about that. But other than that, yo, we hanging out and having fun. Chilling. Chilling. I told I told Damien and everybody, I said, I think we might be able to get Trista to move to Sacramento when it's all said and done. It's a then possibility. I, but see, then I thought about it, and I do think, you know, you are from, 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 well, no, that's not that. <laughs> Even though you are from Oregon, I feel the East Coast really fits you. And I don't know if you will leave. I went back to L.A., and I was like, man, I miss it. I miss, miss it. I miss California mm-hmm. so much. I miss the weather, even though it rained the entire time I was there. I miss the ability to just drive around and have parking lots. Mm. Like, parking lots aren't a thing in D.C. Like, you have to street park yeah, everywhere. It's, a, mm. it's brutal. Or there's, like, maybe a garage, but the garage is very tight. You're, you know you're going to get door dung. You're going to probably pay $15 an hour. You ever parked in that Verizon Center lot, or what's it called yep. now? It, it, oh, it yeah, Capital right. One. Capital one. Have, you, have you ever done the yes. one where you've had to leave your keys? and, oh and they? God. Oh, that is the Terrifying. worst. You have wow. to leave your keys at these at the at the at the at the garage, and they yeah. just park park. They them. park the car for you, and there's just lines. and it's just stacks of cars everywhere. Do the, they, they do the same thing for the players? Like wow. you 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 park your and you leave your keys in the car. Yeah, that's crazy. and and if they have I to think, move it, they move it. I think they do that in San Francisco in some places too, and in and in L.A. too. I think I a think. little bit in L.A., yeah. but not nearly. I went to a CVS in L.A. I had to pick up some items. And I walked in there, and it was the size of a mall. I was like, wow, this is the largest CVS. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it's like to have space. That's what it's like to be on the West Coast. The CVSs in D.C. are, like, the size of this studio. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are. You're like, okay, where is it? Oh, that's everything. All right. You know, there was a, I forgot. I think it was in my drama class in high school. But the guy was acting. He was, like, doing a doing a scene like a creative scene or something like that but it actually made sense to me i don't know who wrote it or whatever but he talked about that being the reason between west coast hip-hop and east coast hip-hop east coast people just always on top of you and you're like ah ah and then the west coast you have all this space so you oh palm and the weather silk trees and wallabies like Hmm. the the settings allow for the energy you have and the type of music you're able to make. And I think I'm a better person on the West Coast. I'm not going to lie. Like I am, I can, the energy of a city in New York, I have to, if I move back there, I would have to move to like Hoboken or Brooklyn or, cause I was right in the mix 
And I was just a lot. I was just a lot. I was always a little irritable. My mom's like, dang, you just were on me. Just like, after your mother. She'll call and like, what do you want? You know, because it's just like you're, it's cold, mm-hmm. your feet are wet, you know, there's salt on the ground, there's snow. Well, and there's hella people. It's hella people. You're on the subway, people are like, dick, you know, not, barely clothed, they're laying out, one person's coming through, they're like, could you please just give me any, and they're doing their sermons in there. Have and you heard the good news? <laughs> and you're like, golly, I just need to make it out here, come on. <laughs> and... And you just you get in your phone's ringing, you're missing service. You're just like, what do you want? Like, please leave me alone. I just want to eat a sandwich. I just want to go back to my, like, small apartment. Like, they charge you for storage there. They charge you to park your bike there. They yeah. charge you for everything. Everything. I didn't even have a pantry. I was putting my shoes in the pantry because mm. I had no closet. Mm. Shoes in the pantry instead Next of cereal. Next to the cornflakes. Next to the cornflakes. In Rough. A, a view of a brick wall. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a view of the Empire State Building, and then they built another building right in front of it. So <laughs> so that was that. That was about four months of beauty. It was a hole in the ground in the Empire State Building, and then now it's just like, I think, a hundred-floor hundred building. I love New York City, though. It's a, it's, I, I love, love it. I love it. But <laughs> I, I love it to visit. It I love it to visit. It's a lot. I don't want to I walk I faster. I talk faster. Like I'm irritable faster. Uh, people, I'll talk to friends from when I'm here, and even in Arizona, like anything in the West Coast, Cali, Arizona, and they're like, man, you sound very relaxed. So who's who's uh, number one on your possible power rankings if you were to move back? Who's number one? Yeah. Probably L.A. is number one. Hmm. They get mad at me because mm. I love L.A. I love L.A. I love, too. LA no, we don't place. get mad at you because you love, love LA. LA. We get mad at you okay. because, Lake show. because of that. <laughs> okay, Lake that's, Show. Take care of that. I thought that's, you were getting that off the board. That's 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 in the that's in the permanent uh, slot here. I on hate the, board. the Lakers. I, I, not, I, I hate okay. the Lakers. Lake Show. It's not what it sounds like. Carmelo was back in the league, and I was happy that my man was getting a job. That's all it was. Okay, no one. Let's, let's do it again. Let's go around the room. Damien, have you ever said "Okay, Lake Show"? No. Trista, have you ever said "Okay, Lake Show"? Never. Okay, Jesse. Jesse? No, never said it. Okay. Only Laker fans say it. The, no, it's it was about Carmelo. My man Melo was back in the league. I was. You didn't happy say for him. a single thing about Carmelo. You Anthony said okay, Lake Show. Did, did they cut? Did you cut and paste anything out? Was it okay, no. Carmelo no, Lake Show? No, they cut everything. I was like, oh, okay, Carmelo, let's nope. go. Now you're lying. Now you're lying. I said you're Carmelo. Lying to people. No, you did not. You're lying. You think this revelation just popped up a year after you said that? Stop it. Don't do I that. Tell you guys all I'm like the time. Michael Jordan in the drug commercial. Carmelo. Stop it. I tell you people all the time. Although, like I said, though, I do love L.A. They get I just, it, so the, the, thing, I the thing about it, I think people who haven't dealt with like public transit on that level, <laughs> like it's a and all, the other thing about New York is when you, you walk around New York a lot and like I, I could fly into New York. I tech, I'm, I'm a tourist. I'm out of town. Mm-hmm. I know where the hell I'm going. Yep. You know who doesn't. And it's infuriating. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. And, like, it's, like, half the people there. And half the people in New York, that's, like, 700 people on every block that you're just trying to walk around. It's a disaster. You're like, hey, uh, could you just move? But but L.A. is, like, a whole host of other problems. A lot of problems. Yeah, it does. There's, obviously, traffic's a big issue. Tax is a big issue. Like, nothing is close to Well, that's California. That's not L.A. Also, they're not going to have sports betting probably for another decade. That's here, too. That's that's the state. The state is... I could just become a rookie. The state was the first. <laughs> California was the first state to go. Wait a minute! We don't All these millionaire money. athletes coming in here into this state. Oh, we taking a piece of that. Yeah, California yeah. was the first state to do it. That. They got on that. So, yeah, man, come on, come on to Sacramento, man. Come on, Tristan. I mean, I, I'm open. I'm open to it for the right opportunity. I am open to it. Mm. I flew in and I said, I feel like I'm home. Mm. Oh man, hey, you home? This family here, That's right. this family here. That's we're right. gonna have a good time the next uh, the next couple of nights. We're gonna go hang out somewhere out here when the show wraps up, and then uh, tomorrow will be a lot of fun. What's I happening know. Sunday? Because it's gonna rain. It's definitely gonna, gonna rain. rain. Is there gonna be? Is there any bars to watch some football? Do you guys have plans? Do you guys have family plans? Am I okay to be slotted in in any way? Do I have to just? Kinda... I thought you were leaving Sunday. It's t- Ten p.m. Oh, oh, you can watch some games. Nice. Yeah, ten p.m. Late late night. Watch games. I even booked the Airbnb for another day so that I don't have to like deal with checking out. So it's I'm there. I'm in there. Probably right. should have consulted before you booked that Airbnb. Yeah, Probably. Well, yeah. I think she's cool though. I think she's. I cool. think she's. I, I think you're all right. I told, like, I told Damien when he told me that. 
the, he said, the number oh. address. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> well, we, but Trista, then he told me the location. the full okay. experience. Trista's not walking to meet us. Like that, 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 That's ultimately the, the first, the first I was thing like, oh, I thought. Two, like, I was like, oh, it's a mile, 4.7 yeah, miles. Well, it's not bad. Trista's not walking to Delco. I, my, <laughs> when, you, when you posted the video at home, uh, and your mom uh, w- wasn't feeling well. I was like, oh, she's probably just going to stay at the Sawyer. That's easy. Just walk downstairs. We'll be ready to go. Boom. And uh, you went a different route. Well, they, I told I told uh, Kenny, I said, there must have been something. Maybe they just knew that the bomb cyclone was coming, mm-hmm. that we were going to have a little party, and a bunch of people came because I was looking at a bunch of hotels right when I went to L.A., which was Christmas, and there was a bunch. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll get on Marriott. I'll book a hotel. It seems reasonable. Right near the, the arena. Cool. Four days later, gone. Maxed mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I could do hotel tonight, but it was like going to be another seven hundred dollars on top of the airbnb on top so it was like 11 yeah i'm glad you didn't get anything on richard's boulevard (laughs) what would happen there (laughs) we wouldn't have picked you up (laughs) hey uh, actually i take that back we'll pick you up we wouldn't have dropped Dropped you you off off. so hey trista get the uber text us when you get in the house yeah and, you know, and lock the doors and just let us know. I went to, when I was younger, I went to a hotel party over at that. I think it's oh, was it the geez. governor's in. Is that what it is? Oh, oh there's a God. convention. There's Sacramento anime. Really? Oh, well, oh, my God. I, no I, didn't, I didn't know that. Bryce would be the one to know that. Or <laughs> no, Bryce. He says he has tickets. Different go. beam going on there, they said. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Okay. That sounds dangerous. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully that beam gets lit tomorrow. Hopefully, you know, you know that power button that 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 switch only gets flipped if they win. And I that said would be that, a depressing sight. It, it, it's not it impossible. Is, it really I'm, is depressing when the Kings lose. Now it People is are really upset. Well, especially when you're not there that often. Yeah. For for the like my my family came out. My family didn't say I want to come see the Kings. My family said, Hey, I want to see that beam. It's like, well, okay. Can't promise anything. I can't, but they got the Wizards right before Christmas. Like oh, this could work. Oh man, that's a bad loss. Not only was it a no, not only was it you know the loss. It was a they played like crap. It's not. It wasn't even like last night's game where you could or, or, or a couple of nights ago where you could be into it really late. Mm-hmm. It was just they were just sitting there watching. Like man, Washington must be really good. They're just not. So my nephew checked in and was like, well. <laughs> not, Although that, not exactly that sparked like a six game winning streak for the Wizards. They yeah. got hot after that. I, I hadn't paid attention. Yeah, it was balling for, for a minute. Until Giannis dropped 55 on the head. Yeah, I, I remember that. I that definitely was crazy. remember that. But you're in for an experience. Lakers-Kings is, Lakers yeah, is going to yeah. be something. Yeah, yeah it's going to be something. I think we're up to, what, eight, nine straight sellouts mm-hmm. uh, at the Golden 1 Center. Woo! So 17, 17,000. And you'll see when we get there tomorrow, um, you know, to 334, whenever we get there, we won't be alone. Uh, Doko is going to be packed. Like the yard house is going to be packed. Yes. The different restaurants will be filled up. Like it's uh, uh it's uh, game nights are certainly experiences now. Oh, I like that. Out. I don't live somewhere where that's the case. Wizards games are terrible. Mm. Ugh. More, they get more excited for Capitals games. Yeah, I mean. Well, I think it's also the area in which that arena is at. Like it's that's just a that's a crowded area in general, and there's no there's no like, it, you know, it's it's down to it's DC. Like mm-hmm. it's just an arena there's it, stuff everywhere it really else but it's nowhere. not like a yeah <laughs> there's, there's no it, good restaurants around the, yeah there. there's no it's not like an area like if you're downtown you're downtown it, it, or if you're in dc you're in dc that's just what it is yeah. are there any other like traditions or any things that i need to know someone says when C- keegan murray makes a bucket we have to say keegan murray, murray. is there any other things like that you just that do I the murray part just the murray uh, part. announce the scott will do keegan yeah. you'll catch on to it pretty okay quick. cool um good other than that no i don't don't think there are any other traditions no um you got to have your uh king's fan uh outfit there's a good chance beat la will be a chant oh yeah that's oh i know that one i know that one (laughs) the wildest thing ever was that uh uh just uh california classic like the first california classic at the golden one center so it's a preseason summer league game sold out crowd chanting beat la Yeah. And it's just incredible. That's what we love. I can't stand the Lakers. Well, and and that's home. and that's the Welcome way. Welcome home. And that's yeah. the way it's supposed to sound. It's not supposed to sound okay. Lake Show. <laughs> what the hell? We're really looking forward to this week, and we're so happy that Trista Crick is here with us. Uh, you want more Trista? Check out the Heat Check podcast. 
wherever you get podcasts from. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up before you go. Hit the subscribe buttons uh, before you go. If you're on Facebook Live, uh, like us. If you're not on Facebook, uh, go find us, uh, ESPN 1320. Check out the podcast if you missed any part of the show. We appreciate you so much for being with us. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Drink responsibly. We will see you back here Monday at noon on Sacramento Sports Leader. ESPN 1320. Go Kings! Warm me up on that beam, baby! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.